Hi, Jayant. Good to see you back. Hi, Leslie. Good to see you. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So, what did you do? I'm sure you partied a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. Four, four nights in a row till 4 a.m. in the morning I was partying. 4 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. On your bike or your car? Or both? Every, car, bike, pool. Uh, then we had uh, a music group come in and play at our house party. Everything. One each day. Oh. Why was I not invited? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm putting you in the spot now. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Let's let's head out camping as as we've been talking about sometime. <laughs> I know, I know. We have been planning, we have been planning, but we just haven't got to it. Maybe I require some AI assistance to do that. Yeah, but you know, uh, so, so so I mean, speaking about the new year, of course. I mean, typically, uh, you know, every year the tech space you should always be very quiet everybody should wait for the consumer electronic show but you know this year if you notice look at the noise around ai exactly. okay the, exactly. the generative ai stuff even last time we had a bit of it this year it's like absolutely captured everybody's imagination a clearly generative ai will mature this year uh, there's oh, a clearly a need for stronger global guardrails in but, fact until you mentioned ces didn't come to my mind they're on jan 3rd I, I mean, was about to say that. I, I've attended that show for a few years in the Vegas. And, you know, this time it, it just didn't even register. It's not even at the top of the mind. Can you believe it? No, you're absolutely right. Because this is exactly the thought that I had in mind when I, I said, why is it that, you know, I'm not even, you know, thinking about CES, CES this year. And then I just looked at the lineup and I knew, I mean, the less said the better about the <laughs> lineup on CES. But I'm, I'm sure they will have a lot of other, other things uh, as... Uh, I mean, that's anyway on the 9th, I think. So, 9th to the 12th. Yes, the first Monday of uh, every yeah, January, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess CES, I mean, Consumer Electronics Show over a period of time also has been, you know, sort of uh, behind the curve. And let's hope it yes, gets its since, uh, act. 2016, 17. Absolutely. So, let, let's hope it gets its act, act together. Uh, meanwhile, you know, for, for this episode, I wanted to, you know, to discuss uh, a few of the trends which we have spoken about, uh, you know, during the year also. Right. Uh, something that I had on the top of my mind, and I'm sure you have your own list out here. And yes. even our combined list will just not be exhaustive enough. But yet, for the benefit of our viewers and listeners, uh, I have just listed uh, a few uh, of the trends that are close to my heart. You can add your own and then we can discuss a, a, a couple of them uh, probably. Sure. So sure. one, of course, clear is the classical AI to generative AI shift. Mm. I mean, that is clear. Second is the ring fencing of AI, you know, the global guardrails around AI. The third is, of course, the rise of, uh, in the Indian context, uh, context, it's the rise of the Indian LLMs. Mm. Right. Then... Uh, women in AI, of course, is a trend uh, which I personally have not, you know, I would like many more women in AI. Uh, the top of the mind, of course, is Fefe Lee, people like Fefe yes. Lee, and of course, there are plenty of others also. But, you know, that is something that we require more women in AI to bring in those, the hue, the character, and, uh, you know, to. And you believe 2024 is going to be that year? I do believe because uh, I have a lot of uh, 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 friends uh, who are women who are in the field of AI and they're extremely good. So, right. you know, it's like, okay, Fefe Lee comes in a different class. So, you, you, you generally, Fefe Lee is a very popular name. But, you know, there are other researchers that are, uh, who are equally, uh, I would say, uh, I mean, 
let you know it's 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 wrong to compare because i think the fields of research are so highly specialized that uh, perhaps uh, uh, comparisons are odious at this point in time but yes i would love to see more women in ai uh, then of course uh, there are those broad topics that i thought about is which are going to influence ai maybe not in the immediate future maybe not in 2024 but definitely are uh, you know leaving their mark on ai and mm -hmm. ai is clearly being influenced by it so there are three one of course is ai and quantum computing right ai and synthetic biology mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and ai and robotics yeah uh yeah. definitely Definitely. Yeah. So these are like three because if I'm going to, I I actually see a convergence of all these uh, things. Whether they happen in the next five years, whether they happen in the next ten years, whether they happen by 2050, isn't. But you know, if we if we sort of fear or are scared about you know Terminator kind of scenes, imagine what will happen if AI gets merged with robotics. So, yeah, I think uh, for all the three, AI with robotics is more on the horizon because robotics itself oh. has matured. Uh, the other two still have uh, you know their own domains uh, you know the maturity level is yet to happen yeah, yeah uh, but they are all quantum, all connected quantum and synthetic biology yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. Yes. so so uh, before we start getting into you know uh, start dealing with each one of them uh, let's hear your wish list okay i'm sure because i spoke first so probably there is going to be an overlap but i'm sure yeah, there there, there are some overlap but uh, okay i have about six or seven trends that i see 2024 yeah. you know AI is going to, uh, you know, six trends in AI uh, that are going to be in 2024. Okay, I didn't see beyond 2024. First is the LLMs evolution into two modes: LLMs into SLMs. You know, yes, a uh, small, uh, small language Correct. models. You wrote about it. Okay, and uh, the second evolution of LLMs into LMMs. Okay, yes, uh, large, large multimodal, multimodal, uh, multimodal uh, uh, models. Okay, and as an offshoot of that, this year I see. in terms of the product uh you know the make a videos imagines the text prompt to a video generation is going to come and that i think is going to capture people's imagination just like chat gpt captured in november 2022 okay i think yeah. that is going to come out of the woods a lot of them are already in beta we know that but i think they some of them will be commercially launched prompt to video and that actually flows into the uh, first part of you know the shift from classical ai or traditional ai to generative ai to generative so AI. clearly we are seeing these yeah. it's it's moving from llms and then Correct. of course uh, you have the mother foundation mod models that you know go beyond language and i uh, to help aiding with drug discovery etc you know those I kind agree. of and this year i also believe that we will actually see coming out of the woods of ai 3.0 okay which is essentially mm -hmm. lmms uh, you know properly working and delivering on the promise or at least the first first one or two of them uh, okay. because you know ai 1.0 was all about analysis ai 2.0 was creation generative ai was all about creation uh, ai 3.0 is going to be about reasoning i mean we've seen some glimpses of it when when google uh, announced uh, gemini but i think that you know the ai that can reason is going to be you know coming out of the woods sometime later this year is you know that that's that that is something that i predict okay that's my second trend the third trend uh, which you also talked about is you know uh, in the context of india but i'm taking it at a global context uh, the regionalization of foundational models or you know multipolar multipolar uh existence of function you know foundational models and llms different regions will have 
their own uh, foundational models and the evolution of gen ai on those foundational models is going to happen that way we spoke about that in a way you know by drawing parallels to splinter net in the last episode right that i see is going is going to happen regionalization multipolar uh, uh, gen ai uh, world fourth is uh, the enterprise ai okay uh, enterprise ai is going to be leading the uh, business and revenue model establishment and also the early um, you know early stages of or uh, early forms of ethical and 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 reasonable ai okay no, that's a very important point because i would also add you know the whole point of clearly i mean when yeah. we're shifting our focus from you know just the consumer part of uh, ai yeah. i it is you know uh, the the real uh, value of ai or generative ai will be seen only when enterprises start Correct. adopting it in uh, at scale Yes, and that is and not happening currently because of currently. the hallucinations, copyright violations, exactly. IP, uh, blah blah. Right now, so. the entire AI uh, evolution is capturing people's imagination in okay. terms of what it can do. But Absolutely. the but the but the proof of the pudding in terms of end-to-end uh, production, deployable uh, solutions development, yes, and their revenue generation and business model and uh, companies' verticals and companies' establishment on that, you know, will will have to come from enterprise AI. Uh, just like we've seen in the IoT space, where enterprise yeah. took the lead with IoT, right? And also, of course, part of that discussion will also be around the cloud infrastructure, whether it is an you know, on-prem cloud, whether it's a public cloud or a hybrid cloud. Right. Seems to be that the shift is moving more towards a hybrid cloud and AI for business and hybrid cloud. You know? Correct. So that seems and, to be the shift. And you sort of segued into the fourth trend, where you know where I was gonna see NVIDIA evolving into a cloud business model. Okay. Ah, the, interesting. The, the entire GPUs are evolving so fast. Every six months, uh, two to three quarters is a new generation. So it doesn't make sense for companies, even if they have resources, to buy GPUs. I mean, NVIDIA is doing right now uh, with its GPUs what Intel did with the server uh, processors back in 1999-2000, right? It's, uh, you know, innovating uh, and coming out with new generations of processors really fast. So it doesn't make sense for anyone to buy those GPUs because they'll get absolutely obsolete in two to three quarters. So, so GPUs as a service. GPUs as a service, exactly. <laughs> and NVIDIA is going to evolve into an AWS sort of a business model. That, uh, you know, that is a trend that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I and, see and that happening in 2024. And also for the benefit of our viewers and listeners, you know, these guys are not necessarily competitors. They're all what I would call co-opetitors. Co you know? yeah. yeah, because there's a lot of co-opetition rather than competition because half of them, like they, they when NVIDIA would be using the cloud uh, infrastructure of uh, uh, Microsoft or Amazon and they all work in tandem. So it's no longer strictly, you know, that definition of, you know, earlier, I still remember as a media person, we should ask, or even as analysts, we should ask, who's your nearest competitor? Today, it's right. very hard because everybody's right. either, they're collaborating they're competing in certain areas, yeah. collaborating in certain areas. So it's pretty What you're essentially saying, uh, Leslie, and what I see as a as an analyst and a consultant <laughs> is that the value change, value chain are uh, you know uh, are changing. I mean, uh, now Nvidia has to get into the entire reseller channel partner kind of a uh, you know uh, outreach program. Uh, I, instead of the preferred vendor in, in the past. I mean, uh, Nvidia used to deal only with the uh, only with the uh, you know, uh, OEMs. Uh, now yeah. it has to, you know, evolve into a, uh, you know, build its reseller and channel partner model, just like AWS has one, uh, or all the cloud players have one, right? So that I see as a fifth trend coming out. And the sixth is 
this year i believe ai investments will still be wobbly okay uh let me qualify that i ai it's not like investments will not happen investments will happen but only sure shot uh you know they'll be uh, very selective well very selective like you we've seen recently in india even in india only sarvam ai has been uh, invested i mean small uh, uh ticket sizes 2 3 4 5 million dollars will happen but the big ones uh, are not going to happen because i see some macro trends as well i mean the recession in the western world us fed rate hikes is still going on okay so money is still not easily available uh, both the wars ukraine war and most importantly the israel gaza war is sucking out uh, and and most of the decision makers uh, you know in most of these vcs and pe's are uh, you know of jews and you know israeli background so their attention and and their resources are are spread thin right now so the you know those wars are also playing a huge uh, you know volatile uh, you know uh, contributing to the volatility okay and the third is you know this is probably 2024 is probably one of the biggest election year 55% of the world's population 4.2 billion cumulatively are going into elections okay and uh, you know elections uh, and uh, we we all know that uh, when it comes to elections the investment ecosystem sort of waits for stability to come in and uh, you know right from uh, quarter 1 going all the way till november where the big us elections are there the elections around the world are spread out right so even they are contributing to the volatility right so i believe that ai investments this year will still be wobbly and i am also personally witnessing the entire investment uh, playbook especially the private investment playbook right vcs and pes that itself is getting rehauled because the current playbook uh, you know remember came in the dot com era it's almost 25 years old so it's it's anyway up for change it you know it's cyclical 25 30 years the playbooks get changed okay so the investment playbook uh, itself is getting changed so you know that is another uh, you know sort of uh, i won't say a micro trend but somewhere between macro and micro uh that that is also going to happen so you know in ai invest investments in ai companies if if you are wanting to start off an ai company because the ai dust still hasn't settled mind you on the uh, on on the other side as well so uh the investments will not be that easy to come forth i mean we look at india as an example right? so so let us break it down for the viewers and listeners so today if yeah, let me just setting... make make, oh. make la- one last point india uh, let me draw a parallel the public uh, uh, you know stock market and the public investments are still going i mean the stock market went from 64000 to 72000 in the last couple of months to 3 months but the private investments india has seen one of the lowest you know uh, investments this year 7 billion as opposed to 26 billion last year so even uh, a market and a uh, you know country which is supposed to be very stable and and on you know has a huge headroom for growth innovation market wise and a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship coming in and second biggest ai talent in the world is still not attracting private investments okay it's attracting you know investments in its public markets but not private investments so the entire ai private investment uh, uh, ecosystem in 2024 is still going to be a uh, little shaky and wobbly no i'm saying with um, since you have a lot of chat with all the industry guys mm-hmm. uh, what is your sense that if if somebody is trying to set up a you know a ai or generative ai uh, company today mm-hmm. uh, i mean you know i don't think we should segregate between ai and let's just say it's an ai company at the it's end it's an ai company. company right so if somebody is trying to set up an ai company today um, obviously the bar will have to be raised 
it's yeah. it's it's very very clear uh it just you know riding on an llm uh, just layering on an llm is not going to help rappers as you call it rappers yeah so the llm those, llm rappers are are not the absolutely those thin yeah. rappers will just not cut ice with any investor right so uh, what are the kind of models that you are seeing it's, you can uh, can uh, can you do you have a couple of examples Vert- verticalization okay Ra- and and you know building a very strong verticalization over over the existing llms you can use the existing llms but fine tuning them customize yeah, fine tuning them customize them build a very strong verticalization and build a right to win and eventually have a roadmap and a path uh, for the for your vertical uh, you know llm to evolve into a pl- uh, horizontal unto itself right and i'm seeing i'm seeing that, that very same very same trend uh playing out into the trend that you spoke about you know uh uh ai and generative ai for enterprises right because right. this is exactly i think what they are asking for a proper customization uh handling their data with a lot of care responsible safe uh, ai and you know taking care of uh, the fears that around you know hallucination copyright right. violation whether right. it is plagiarizing the stuff of uh, what happens to my internal data uh, how do i place it on the cloud because i think it i think now uh, since people are you know uh, sort of understanding the subject much better even in enterprises now they're getting down to the nitty gritty a yeah. how do i marry my legacy equipment because yeah. Yeah. you know people do not appreciate the kind of effort that goes into building an enterprise i mean exactly. look at the look at the kind of platforms and services that they already have yeah, yeah, yeah. marrying the new kind of platform and service with all the existing platform it's nothing short of a nightmare I, for I, cios I i'll give you an example just yesterday i was talking to a you know a, a ceo third generational uh, owner of a 100 million dollar company who wants to you know establish an uh, ai platform okay and when we you know scratch the surface and go deeper it's not just about building an ai solution for them uh, it's a combination of all the three it's uh, you know literally digitization in some areas okay uh, then digital transformation and you know uh, application rationalization and it tools rationalization of their existing it tools and then ai uh, development and implementation okay so it's a combination of all the three just you know someone comes in 2024 and says i want to you know uh, ai fi my company or my company's network or build an ai platform for my company it's it's not as simple as as that no what it i think why it is not simple and i think you will also you uh, i mean we have spoken about this earlier also it's probably the wrong approach you know yeah. to the entire subject i think enterprises have to be clear okay what's the business problem do i solve i don't think that has changed correct i mean we just lose sight of that basic concept ki i have a business problem to solve at this point in time you know up till now i was using ai here is a new sort of tool that is there a kind of a shiny tool that is there on the horizon uh, seems to be a kind of a proven everybody is talking about it and saying ye hey, man you need to you know use it otherwise yes. you will be left behind the, the fomo factor right now clearly when they start uh, using it if you remember during the bit ai summit also rajesh appal uh, of maruti suzuki he yeah. elaborated the steps out they say how difficult it is you know for the user the amount of processes that are there yeah. and you and you're not only dealing with the tech department you're dealing with the uh, uh, chief financial officer the finance department HR, the supply department chain, the hr the supply chain exactly i would look at your multiple departments probably 20 30 departments or whatever you're dealing with each with their own kind of processes in place often in place and marrying all these things integrating them 
I mean, however good your AI is, I mean, what is the business problem? And then the interesting part is I was reading a paper on uh, uh, basically the economics of AI. Right. Now, uh, it is Robert Solo, if I'm not mistaken, who was the economist who spoke about, you know, that uh, basically the economics uh, that we see, uh, the benefits of any technology uh, are very slow to come in. Right. They, they, they don't show up directly because at the end of the day, uh, a CIO or the CTO who's using, say, a new generative AI tool, and if it costs millions of dollars or whatever, is to justify the ROI to the board. Got you just can't go it. and say, you know, True. you know, I'm using this tool. You cannot do without it. It's just not going to cut ice with the board. Board will so, say, okay, can we do it without? Yeah. So that's where I would love your inputs. From my personal experience, Leslie, uh, speaking to, you know, various CEOs, both multinational uh, tech and non-tech, here, here's here's the difference that I see. The tech, uh, you know, uh, the founders, CEOs, and even the country heads, uh, you know, want to uh, go, uh, you know, implement the new shiny tool, adopt the new shiny tool just for the heck of it, right? Uh, but whereas a non-core tech guys, apparel and fashion industry, retail industry, healthcare, education, logistics. These guys are coming from the business, solving the business problem point of view. And for them, you know, they would love to have the AI batch. But when when you literally, you know, uh, scratch the surface and look at uh, their uh, business problem and how tech can solve it, some of it is basic digitization. Some of it is basic analytics. I mean, you don't even need a machine learning algorithm there. Uh, but they're open for it. So literally what I'm seeing right now is, you know, uh, about 10 years back, between 2013, 2012 to 2018, 19, the entire digital transformation happened in the last decade, right? Now it's AI transformation, okay? And, and a lot of those elements, uh, you know, anyone who's worked on digital transformation knows that the actual work in digital transformation was change management. You had to, you know, like you said, different functions and functional heads and key persons, you had to, uh, you know, train them and change their attitude to adopt digital technologies. In AI transformation, okay, a lot of work is actually going to be in digitization and app rationalization, IT tools, uh, you know, rationalization, okay, and then building an AI layer. I mean, think of AI as an intelligent connectivity tissue. That's what I told this uh, gentleman. So one is core versus non-core. Second is a multinational, multi-billion-dollar company versus uh, uh, versus a, a smaller company. For example, even in the non-core, someone like a Coke or a Pepsi. Uh, or a Unilever would want to, you know, still uh, invest and have the latest shiny, uh, shiny uh, toy on it on their uh, portfolio because, you know, but uh, the smaller companies like like 100, 200 billion dollar, 2 billion dollar companies, uh, they are actually coming from solving the business, uh, you know, problem point of view. They're, they're looking at needs versus wants, uh, you know, uh, kind of a rationalization and a decision making criteria. I think it's a very important distinction that we're trying to make. And I think it's important for our viewers and listeners also to appreciate the fact that whenever we hear about these kind of success stories about AI and generative AI, they're generally in, like in the government space or in the, in like take for instance, the space mission. Now, right. for instance, if you want to find a new nebula or a new star or a new neutron star, or even recently we had this whole thing about India getting into, you know, launching a exposat for the, uh, to search for black holes. So right. these are the kind of areas where, you know, it's uh, AI can do an amazing job because uh, as it is, it was looking at the data, making predictions. Now with generative AI, you can do uh, much more than that. And yes. these are the kind of things, you know, where the foundational models come in. 
and they can be customized for this particular kind of data yes. and and they are being put to a very good use uh, same applies to you know drug discovery you know speeding up the drug discovery correct. and all correct but getting it down actually you know discovering new molecules is another thing but that's more a generic kind of stuff but when you're actually getting it down to the brass tacks where you're dealing with companies and all that's where you know uh, it's like what's my business case uh, how do i think and that's where you have to justify the roi so i think it's a very very important and the businesses are getting the hang of it uh, that i so i think uh, the 2024 uh, this thing about enterprises and then is on the dot i am sure it's going to gather a lot of um, momentum momentum uh, before we conclude uh, uh, anything that you want to highlight from the kind of trends that we said that immediate for the 2020 open source open source llm should open uh, source yeah, we didn't talk open source correct? yeah i think that would be an important trend uh, yeah, there are so, a lot I happening mean, there i recently got into a you know a global debate on linkedin when someone posted the uh, this article or something to the effect of big tech owns uh, own generative ai and i'm like i said you know say say that big tech you know owns the current avatar of uh, ai saying that big tech owns uh, owns ai is like saying that back in 2000 sun microsystems and cisco you know owns internet and you know the internet had its own google's facebook's uh, baidu's and uh, tencent's the ai will also have its uh, its own this one so i think the right thing to say is that big tech is shaping or trying to shape the evolution of ai than you know saying that big tech owns ai i and my entire point of making that statement was there's so much happening in the open source so much innovation coming from different corners of the world two member three member five member companies around the world are innovating in ai space you know not uh, all uh, you know it's very early to say that big tech will own ai Okay. It, it's, 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 I don't think it's going to be possible even uh, uh, more, more so because governments will not allow it. Exactly. exactly. You know, because uh, that free reign, etc. I think governments have already started reigning in uh, uh, all these companies, the big tech right. especially, right. Uh, beginning with the European uh, Union. Union. Now, it's, yeah, so it's, it's not really even by, for that matter of fact, even the US. Uh, yeah. China clearly has got its... Uh, Thing, like that uh, no, US the, is talking about uh, you know dark algorithms black boxes absolutely. explainability explainability yeah. US AI act is all about you know explainability exactly. okay so if you look at the European Union you look at North America whether it is US Canada especially and then when you look China. at Asian countries where it's China of course India has to get its uh, digital India act etc uh, right. and India is going a little slow uh, currently but it has got its reasons as we discussed uh, during the last episode so, so clearly, I don't think these global guardrails are going to allow a free reign for big tech. And as you uh, rightly pointed out, which I would uh, concur with that point, that big tech owning is, you know, a very, it's a funny word because as of now, the current avatar, perhaps yes. But yes. you already see, if you look at even among the big tech companies, Meta, for instance, mm. uh, Lama is sort of you know open source in quotes i would put it because right. it's not fully open source but you have a lot of slms that we were speaking about like mistwell then uh, microsoft's own phi2 for that matter of fact so these are like uh clearly even big tech is showing the way by creating these uh slms that are far more you know probably working on uh, smaller or uh, fewer amount of examples and making more sense of the predictions and being more efficient for that matter of fact so i think there'll be a clear shift uh yes. whether 
probably do you know the large llms or the large foundation model that i'm seeing will be used more for the kind of you know the space missions the drug discoveries and you know the horizontal the massive horizontals as yeah. i would yeah. see them and a lot of stuff is going to happen with these open source uh, guys out here but i think we are in for good times really we are in for very good times very good time and and one other entire use case that we didn't talk about is ai code generation okay that's an, oh. another topic but that's that's going to take off take you know take off much more in 2024 yes and we should get some coding experts also to you know oh, yes. weigh in on these uh, in on uh, topics because this should be annual. so great uh, see you next week likewise see you next week sure take care bye take care bye lastly